You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin the New Trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin the New Trader shares his journey with you. There came a month when I almost gave up on trading because I was just so burnt out emotionally and financially. And so um, I didn't have any money, man. This was, I think, uh, this was January of 2021. I didn't have no money. I spent all my money on just depositing $500. For, I took a loan from like these like loan shops or whatever, you know, they're, you know payday loans is what, what they're called. I took my last payday loan and I said to myself, this is when my trading changed forever. I said... I'm going to take this $500 loan. I'm going to buy an FTMO challenge and I'm going to follow all my rules. I'm not going to break no rules because I've been breaking my rules and I'm not getting anywhere, right? So let me try one month. Let's see if I can follow everything to the T. And if I can't do this, I'm giving up this month. That was the, like, I, I was going to do it. And I remember it was, I think it was January the 19th or 17th. I passed the phase one for the first time. Uh, and about a week later, I passed phase two. And on March 12th or something, I got my first payout for 2,800 bucks USD, which is like, you know, 3,000 something Canadian dollars, right? Which is more money than I, w I was making at my job at, at that time. So that first payout kind of changed everything for me because then that made me, you know, I don't, I don't have that phone anymore, but I bought an iPhone 12, which I, I just sold it actually the other day. And I used that phone for a long time and I, would, I knew that that phone came from that money, right? I knew the money was real now. Once it was tangible and I got some money, a lot of, you know, a lot of traders, the, the problem they're making is they're never taking any money out. They'll check, they'll pass a challenge. They'll be up 4%. Five. That's why I always say, if you pass a challenge and you make it to one to 2%, take the refund, get your money back, put a little money in your pocket, make it feel real. And then, you know, you reinvest and do all those things. So once the money became real, uh, my dedication was back, my motivation was back, and I, there was, I was like, I have to do something. And I remember sitting at one point going, wouldn't it be crazy if, if FTM will interview me one day? I remember I, I would just think about that, like, like it was a dream, you know what I mean? And then, so I took that $2,800 and I bought two more 100K challenges. And luckily I passed those, 100, those as well. And by May of 2021, I had 400,000 with FTMO. Or 300, yeah, I had 300,000 with FTMO. Um, and, and so my first year of trading, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll mention this. I lost $30,000, a lot of money that was not even mine, credit cards, this, that I, I owed a lot of money at this point. And so I got $300,000 in funding came Ju July, June, July, yeah, came July. And with a 200 K account, I made $30,000 with FTMO and, um, I made $30,000 with FTMO and I, and I, and I made a, you know, I, I had some friends on, I didn't know any traders. I made some friends online while I was trading. Uh, one of the, one of, one of my friends was Ben. He lived in Bolivia, South America. And I got paid out by FTMO and I said, yo, I'm coming. I'm coming to, to see you. It was just like a, you know, I'm going to go chill with some of my trading money. And this is when the trading money became real. Like I was like, damn, this is like really happening. Like I can really do this. And so I'll give a little bit of story about this. So I came back from Bolivia uh, and I was sitting actually at this point in July, I got, I started getting into my Forex funds and I got max, uh, max my Forex funds and I got 100K with, um, man, that 
the company that blew up. I for, how am I forgetting this name? Anyways, Funding Talent, man. Damn, I don't know how that's slipping my head. <laughs> uh, so Funding Talent. So I had I, at that point I had 300k with FTMO, 300 with my Forex funds, and 100k with Funding Talent. I came back from Bolivia and my and I had an email. So the whole summer while I was working my job, I wasn't really working my job. I was just really trading and I was pretending to work. So I, w- I, would, I wouldn't even pick up calls. I wouldn't really reply to emails. I wasn't really doing anything. So when I came back from uh, this little vacation of mine, my boss called me in the morning on the Monday. And he's like, we need to have a meeting. We figured out what you've been doing the last three months. It's very serious. Basically, they were going like, to put the hammer down on me, right? And so I realized it was, I remember this clear, August 11th. It was a Monday, 2021 I had 15 minutes left to that meeting and I decided, you know what, I'm going to quit this job, man. And I'm just going to pursue trading full time. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, I feel like nobody talks about the real life situations of like what it goes like, what it's like to be a trader. Like nobody talks about the downside of being a trader or the losing months or the losing streaks or whatever it might be. Nobody talks about oh, you have to put like your last dollars and try to build up your account or even get two, three jobs. I have to work two jobs just to get my capital up in the first place with tackling on real life situations. Like I was helping out my mom. My mom's a um, single mom. Um, I didn't meet my mom until I was 17. Mm. Like my whole life I went through foster care. Then once I moved, I, f- I contacted her on Facebook. I was homeless at like 16. I contacted her and I was like, look, I'm homeless. You don't know me like that. Well, you probably do, but I don't know you like that. Is there any way you can, you know, come pick me up from where I'm at? Come, you know, help me out. She was instantly there in like 20 minutes because mm. she stayed real close. Did I, little did I know. And I've provided for her during that whole time, my whole journey. I was providing for her. Most of my money went to her mm. and then trading. And then I have to figure it out. And nobody talks about the downside. Everybody talks about, oh, look, I'm winning now. I'm, I can do this. I can do that. I can yeah. catch this trade. I can catch this trade. Yeah. But nobody talks about the losses. You were raised in the foster care system. Yeah, yeah. My mom, she had me at 16. And mm. she wasn't fit for no, like parenting at that time. And she was also um, in the foster care system, too, as well. So it was like a repeating pattern. She was in the foster care system, had a kid, and she couldn't raise me. So then the government ended up taking me. And then I kind of grew up, you know, with random people mm. throughout my whole life. Switching schools, switching states, all over the place. So you never had like a solid foster f- I, I care family? around like age seven. Yeah, age seven. Uh-huh. I finally sat on one. Mm-hmm. And she put it in my head that my mom didn't love me. So throughout my whole life, I'm thinking my mom didn't love me. My mom didn't love me until um, I started to realize as I got older, I was like, hold on, something's not seeming right. And basically what she was trying to do was manipulate us because she couldn't have kids of her own. So the whole time she was manipulating in our heads so that we can call her mom and do things as like a mother would, you know, have their kids doing, you Mm -hmm. know, and all in all, it was like the craziest thing I've ever experienced. And also as well, like, it came to a point where I started to realize all our checks, 
like over time she was trying to live like my foster parent was trying to live like this young life she wanted to be 20 but she was like 32 and all like like they give you like checks every month for being like in the foster care system i think it's like 600 700 or something like that maybe even more and my foster mom would freaking spend all that money on like drugs partying it was it was getting crazier as i started getting closer to high school it got crazy and crazy so that money was supposed to go to you got the kids yeah not to them yeah so they were getting a separate check like from the government like for having you guys yeah and like watching you guys and yeah. then you guys had a check for you uh, and she was taking you guys's check no, it, it was the government check. It was okay. the government check. She okay. had a job, but then the oh. government check was to feed us, and the government job was to keep up with, or her job was supposed to keep up with the bills and make sure everything is straight. And then the government check was to make sure we had clothes on our back, food in our stomach, and then we had the lights on, obviously. And she was using it and she for was what she it. wanted to yeah. use it for. Mm. So then it, it came to the point where me and my brother was eating like ramen noodles, like not the real ramen noodles, because that, that was like expensive. Yeah. That was like $12 a box. We got the wow. we got the one dollar pack of top ramen, mm. and it came to a point where we couldn't even afford that because she was spending all the money. So I remember I used to have to, I'm I'm being so transparent. I used to have to like go to the Dollar General, put one under my under my shirt, and leave to feed my brother, me and my brother. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I finally, um, the reason I ended up getting kicked out was because with all that going on, I was trying to fit in in school because at home it was like terrible. So me trying to fit in at school caused me to hang out with the wrong crowd. I was thinking like, oh, these kids are cool. Like they, what they're doing is fun. Mm. I don't have fun at home. So these kids are having fun. Let me have fun with them. But their fun was, you know, partying, doing drugs, all types of stuff, hanging, hanging around guns and stuff. And I found myself in a situation where I ended up getting into a couple fights. Wow. And it was fights after fights after fights, getting suspended, suspended, suspended. My foster mom at the time really didn't care as much, so it just kept happening. It's kind of the same way with trading. You keep doing the same mistakes and nobody tells you. Nobody gonna, tell you nothing. <laughs> you just keep <laughs> you losing just money. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're just going to keep doing it. So I kept doing that. And then eventually I got kicked out um, 10th grade year. And I was 16. Once I got kicked out, when I got kicked out, I also got arrested. And I went to, I think it was Clayton. No, it wasn't Clayton. What was that place called? I think it was Marietta YDC or something like that. I forgot what it was called. It's a, it's a nickname they call it. But mm -hmm. I went to that YDC and I, I spent the whole year in there. And once I got out, I was 15. Then I turned 16, got out. It was February, maybe February 24th, 2019 and or 2018. And I came home. I just got home, been home for like two hours. And they're just sitting on the couch when I get home. And they're like, OK, we got to talk. You can't stay here anymore. You're a bad influence. And yeah, you just we just can't do it. And I was like, at first, I was like, I thought they was joking. But then like a week later, it passed. And then next thing you know, I was locked out the house. Wow. And I couldn't get in. And I, I didn't know what to do. So my first night, I was at, um, I was sleeping at my job. And then I spoke to the manager. I was like, yo, could I get a place? Like, can I like sleep in a break room? You know, I'll make sure I, you know, don't smell crazy or anything. And yeah, like, could I do that? And he was like, yeah. You can't, but he understood that it was a mutual agreement of my situation. Yeah. And I went to Taco Bell. I got a job there, too, because I knew that 
if I'm going to be at McDonald's, it's going to be impossible to pull it off for 24 hours a day of being at McDonald's 24 hours. Somebody's going to say something It's like different shifts are going to come in. So the morning shift allowed me to sleep there. So now I just have to get Taco Bell to let me sleep on night shift. Mm, you get what I'm saying? Getting so, creative. Yeah. So yeah. then it ended up working out. I was able to sleep at both Taco Bell and McDonald's. I did that for like six months. Wow. And one day I just, I was so, I guess I guess you can say suicidal, depressed. I was so depressed because at that moment in my life, I also, before I, when I got kicked out, the first thing I did was I was knocking on my friend's door. I was trying to see who was letting me, who was going to let me stay with them. And nobody would let me stay with them. And it's like, bro, I thought we was cool at school. And that's when you come to find out. That's you're you only cool at school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm when saying? When it's convenient for me. Yeah, we'll be yeah. around you. We yep. cool. Yeah. Yep, when we're cool. And then nobody would let me let like stay in their crib or anything. Not even sleep on your porch. I couldn't even sleep on your porch or anything. Wow. Um. So then I ended up. Oh, snap. <laughs> no, bring it in. Man. Bring it in. I'm loving <laughs> yeah. it, bro. This is this is the reality of it, bro. Because yeah, a lot of times people see us where we are now, but they don't understand what, how much you had to go through to get to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually I ended up contacting my biological mom, uh, typed in her name on Facebook, found her on Facebook, and I would text her. I, I wasn't even, like I said, I'm still in my head thinking that my mom doesn't love me. So I'm texting her. I'm like, okay, I know we haven't talked or you don't really know me like that, but... I'm really struggling right now. I got kicked out of my um, foster parents' home. I need some help. I left it at that, clicked it. It was like 9 o'clock at night, sent the message, went to sleep. And when I went to sleep, I woke back up. I seen that she texted me back. Instant click. That was the first thing I clicked on. And then I texted him like, hey. I literally just said, hey. As soon as I said that, she calls me. She calls me. I'm like, yo. <laughs> well, I said, hey, ma. And she was like, son, where you at? Where you at? She just kept saying that. And I was like, I'm, I'm chilling at the job right now. Um, she was like, where? Where's your job? Where's the address? Send the address. I sent the address. She made that. She said it was a 40-minute drive. She made it into like 20 minutes. <laughs> Come on, mama. <laughs> <laughs> picked me up. She had picked me up, took me back to her crib. Um, she had just actually got that crib. Mm. And it was like a two-bedroom. And I was sleeping in the guest bedroom on like a pallet for the time being. I said, look, I'm going to buy my own air mattress and everything. You ain't got to worry about me. I'm just really appreciated that you you was able to pick me up. At least I was in a predicament where I was like near death because like I didn't like my life at that time. Mm. And yeah, I honestly, if my mom, if my mom would have never stepped in there, bro, I wouldn't be here today. Wow. I wouldn't be here today. If my mom would have never stepped in, I'm pretty sure in a week or two, it would have been like, you wouldn't even know who Cy was. Wow, man. Because I was that deep in depression and I was that deep in like, okay, my life is just, that's that's it. Yeah. And I, I, had, I had no hope. That was mm. when I had no hope. And as soon as I was going to give up, something came. So one day I was working. It was like roughly around like six, seven o'clock. I had just got there two hours before. And I seen this lady come through the drive-thru with like a BMW. It was really nice. She had like chains on, nice little watch. Her boyfriend was also next to her, chains on. And he had also a nice little watch. And... I, for some reason, I've never asked nobody this question before, but for some reason, I was like, 
hey, what do you do for a living? Like, I want to know what you do for a living. Never asked anybody ever this question. Didn't the TikToks for what do you do for a living wasn't even out at the mm. time. It was unpopular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even popular. So me asking that was so random. And she was like, oh, I trade stocks. And I was like, stocks? Like, I had no clue what that was. I didn't even know people made over $1,000 because I was making like $400 every two weeks. And I was like, there's no way anybody else is making money. So mm. she ended up showing me like Robinhood. She showed me this Robinhood account, and it was like 30K in it. I didn't know what was going on. I was just looking at numbers. Yeah. And she was like, um, how old are you? And I was like 17. And she was like, oh, snap. Well, you got to wait till you're 18 to legally be able to trade. Mm -hmm. But make sure you get into it when you turn 18. So it was just stuck in the back of my mind. Uh, I was like seven months away from my birthday. Um, so the months went by, and then I finally turned 18. And I remember what that lady said to me. So when I turned 18... I remember I went through the foster care system, so I didn't have my social security. I didn't have my birth certificate with me. So I had to go get those things at 18. Mm. It took me like two, three weeks to get everything. Finally got it. First thing I did when I got all of it together was I started my first Robinhood account and a Weibo account. And I put $5 into Robinhood, made like 20 cents off of like putting it a small bit into like Apple. Mm -hmm. And then it went up like a little bit and I made two cents. And I was like, okay. This is what I want to do. <laughs> I didn't even know the power. I was like, okay, whatever this is, I just made two cents. I'm pretty sure I can make more. Mm -hmm. So let me do this. Yeah. And yeah, that's how trading started. I ended up, you know, trading for stocks for like six months. Mm -hmm. um, around that time, stocks was really booming. Like there was, there was things like DWAC, which was my biggest trade ever. But to the buildup, I was trading things like Apple. I was, tra I was trading the SPY. I was trading low penny stocks at that time because that's when they had this Twitter guru called Zach Morris. Mm -hmm. He was really good at calling out stocks. I used to, you know, watch him. But the thing I would notice about people who call out trades is like sometimes when they call out trades, you might want to get in like a couple minutes like later than what they do. Because when he call out trades, it'll pump up and then it'll mm. dump and then it'll go back up again. So I would have to wait after he calls it. Wait, everybody's going to buy it. Jump. Come it's going to come back down, jump in, and then it's going to go back up. So I got used to doing that over and over. I remember making my first $1,000 um, off of CEI. Okay. And that was like a chamber energy stock. It went to from 20 cents to like $5 in less than two weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy gains. And I made my first thousand and I was saving up money at that time. So I was also throwing money into my account. Went from like 3000 to up to 10 then 15 and I was consistently growing it. Wow. And then one day I ended up getting to 100K on my account. Mm -hmm. And this was like three months in. And I wow. was like, okay, bet. That's a lot of growth. Yeah. Really, really fast. It was crazy. It was wow. it was crazy because I was like, I remember I remember I traded this one stock. It went from it went from like nine dollars and fifty cents all the way up to like twenty dollars. And I was like, whatever I'm doing with these stocks, I gotta just keep doing that. Yeah, don't change so, nothing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I was just I would wake up every morning trying to find like the lowest stock or something that's, you know, trending a little bit mm -hmm. and seeing if I can catch the bottom of it or even catch it before it goes up. Because that was the big gains. That was the the penny stocks was honestly the biggest wave in 2021. That was wow. like the biggest wave. And then we had DWAC, which was uh Trump's it was a he wanted to make a new Twitter. It was called uh anybody know what that was called? Huh? Yeah, I remember what he it, came out with a yeah. social media mm -hmm. app. Yeah. It was called social. I think it was called social something. It was social something. Anyway, he came out with a social media app and it was supposed to be bigger than Twitter. So it came into the market 
at $10. Like first day it came into the market at $10. Everybody was talking about it on Twitter. And I had 100K around this time. And I was like, bro, Donald Trump, yo, I got to get in on this, bro. It's going to go. So I kid you not, at that moment, I made the biggest life decision ever in my life. And I was like, bro, if I don't put all my money on the line on this, then it's just, I might lose. I might not lose, but I might miss this opportunity. I seen the opportunity. Everything was there. I seen that it just opened up. So I know it had some growth. Mm -hmm. So I knew from wherever I was going to buy it, it was going to at least go up at least two, three dollars. I knew that. But I got in, I got in putting like, I think 90K in there, like almost 80, 90% of my whole capital. And I was like, okay, bet. I waited. First, it opened up at 9.30. It went from $10 to 15 What? Yes, bro. It was crazy. It went from $10 to $15. I was like, bro, hold up. <laughs> what was, was your like, account at that? My time? account, bro. I think <laughs> when my, got account, the $15. my account was at roughly like, um, bro, it was like roughly at 15 20K. It was roughly around there. And I was like, okay, wait. I was like, wait. And as soon as I, I was like, all right, let me just put my phone up. I'm going to set an alert if it hits my stop loss or whatever because mm. I put a I put my stop loss in profit. I was like, all right, bet. If it goes back down to like $12, $12, then I just take the $2 gain and I'll be I'll be okay with that. So then uh, I let it be. I set alerts for $25. I set alerts for $50. And then that was it. I didn't think it was going to go any higher than that. Tell me why. That day I was off. It was a Thursday, I believe. It was a Thursday I was off. And I didn't have any work or anything. So I was in Walmart just getting some stuff for the family. Getting Because I used to eat these rice pasta sides, bro. These things are good. But I'm going to tell you. I used to get like a buttload of those things. So I'm in Walmart. I'm shopping. Next thing you know, I hear my phone ring. Ding. Ding. I'm like, whoa. And I didn't check my phone. But it, it just kept dinging, bro. It just kept dinging. So I was like, all right. I, don't have, I didn't have any friends at the time. So I knew it wasn't a text message. Mm -hmm. So then I ended up pulling out my phone in the middle of Walmart. And I remember I was, I was, in, like, I was in like the hygiene aisle. I mm -hmm. remember I was like in the middle of the hygiene aisle. And I looked at my phone and I was floating like 300K. Wow. And the price of DWAC was literally at like 75 $75? From $10 out of $10, bro. Oh like, you can goodness. go look this up. Like, you can go look at it. It went from $10 to $75. And as I'm looking at it, as I'm looking at it, it's still going up. Mm. I got out at $120. I got out at $120. It went up all the way to like $156. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From ten dollars, it went all the way back up to one fifty six. It's just me, my dad, us working, and like me, literally listening to audios and spending time with God, because I felt like I was stripped from everything. And one of the most important things that happened was my mom got diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, all within like this same two to three month period. So, all these like areas of my life, I feel like I'm under attack, and this is even where I've like got the most depressed I had been. This is where I even had suicidal thoughts because you're starting to look at 
your life as like, okay, if the people closest to me are giving up on me, you know, then why should I not give up on me? Yeah. You know, so that's, it was just very symbolic. And that's what the, the thing too, is like God will take you through seasons of life where if you look at, at if you look at them for what they are, then you'll see, okay, I, we were working on the same property every day. The property had flood damage. So we had to remove the internal that was flooded. The external was just fine. The house itself was just fine, but the internal needed to be gutted and then filled back up properly again. So that way it could increase in value and be restored. And that's literally what I was having to do to myself. You preaching every single day was having to gut what I thought made me me. Come on, man. That was, that was drowning and flooded. Had to gut that, get rid of that, and then fill myself back up with the Holy Spirit and the things Ooh. that God had already instilled me to be. So Ooh. as this is all happening, I'm like, I would save up for two, three months, load an account, maybe double it and then blow it. Save up for another two, three months. And mind you, every time I'll blow those accounts, that hurt, bro. Like it was just another open wound that I would have to wait for it to scar up. But I just would always ask myself when I thought about quitting, like, bro, I used to go to bingo nights to try to hit a licking bingo just so I could load up my trading account and, and do numbers. Like the numbers I do now, I used to dream about doing, you know, like truly. And so it's just crazy, bro. Like how God will take you on that journey. And I'm on the back of bingo cards, literally drawing out market patterns. Wow. And like, what was cool is while my dad and I were, going to work every day, I would be playing audios or teaching him about trading or taking trades. So whatever money I could make, I was just taking and then just trying to load up an account, keep my overhead as low as possible. But I wasn't, I didn't even see, really see a, a withdrawal for like a profitable withdrawal. I had even um, taken money out that I had initially deposited, you know, like just to make sure, okay, can I actually withdraw this? But as far as profiting in the market and seeing more come out than what I put in, I, I didn't start seeing that until 2019, mm. uh, 2020. And that's also around the time that I had moved to Atlanta. Yeah. So spending like around a year and a half in Erie, I love that because I'm with my dad every day. But my dad understood, too, that like I wanted to go get my time back as far as I might not be making as much money out the gates. But if I can devote 24 hours a day, not 24, I still got to sleep. But if I can devote my time, my full-fledged time and effort to trading and marketing and and um, social media and stuff like that, then just how much further can I go? And that also puts the pressure on, too, of like, don't be wasting time now. You know what I'm saying? It's now or never now. So, But I got blessed, too, because the NCAA, they, had owned me, they owed me a check from the football game. Mm. But I get that check in 2019. You see the timing of it? Right when you're making that move. Right when I'm making the move. Bro, I went, I moved down there with 500 in the air mattress and I was having like breathing issues. This was pre-COVID. This was like like um September, October of 2019. I don't know if it was anxiety or what it was, but I literally went down there with my, I picked up Dante. I drove from Erie to Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, which is the other side of Pennsylvania. Picked up Dante, 
my best friend, we had met in Vegas at a convention and he was full-time trading and networking and all that stuff as well. So he had actually was the one who told me like, yo, bro, like I got to I'm getting a house down in Atlanta. If you want to come move in, like we can fully lock in and just go get after it. And that's what we did. So I picked him up in a rental and had my stuff, had his stuff. We get down there. And I was only there like a day or two. And I'm like, I got to go back, bro. Like I'm having breathing issues. I need to see a doctor. And then within a week or two of going back, I get this check from the NCAA. And it was six bands. And that's like, that was really like the stimulus. And you know what I'm saying? That's really uh, changed a lot for me because then I took 1.5 to 15K trading. And that also was while I was like doing Q's Torch Challenge. And he wanted to he wanted to see people take um 3k on demo and trade it and show good risk and everything. But I did 1.5 live and took it to like 15 or 16 and was tagging him throughout the whole build. So like he saw what was going on and then he had a five day in person. And so I went to that, got the A plus. And um even after that, bro, like I blew my next two or three accounts. Mm even after getting the A-plus because I was so overconfident now. I'm like, the GOAT just co-signed me, said I'm an A-plus student. You know, like, he he basically just told me my technicals are as good as they can get. And so now I'm going back into the market just thinking I can't lose, and I'm over-leveraging. Um, so, you know, 2020 rolls around, COVID happens, and I had 4K that I took 4K to 64K. In four days. And it was on EU and GJ. But mind you, the next week, I, I I didn't close out. I let those trades float going into the weekend because I had just seen Dante, my, my my housemate, in Atlanta. I just seen him have a six-figure day off the same trades. Right? Like, we're sitting in the living room. And mind you, we're in East Point, Atlanta. Not, not, not the nicest neighborhood off Campbellton. You know what I'm saying? Like we're kind of in, we're kind of in the hood, type shit. And you know, I'm watching him have a six figure day. I'm taking four to sixty four in four days, and this is once again greed. You know, like my I'm seeing a hundred k. My man's just did, so I'm like, all right, I want I want to touch a hundred as well. So the next week comes rolls around. I'm dropping rec. I'm just recklessly dropping ten twenty lots on trades because I'm like I got I got the equity. But as those trades start to retrace and lose equity, I'm also taking 10 lots, 20 lots losses. So before I know it, bro, the whole account, like the whole account is gone. So it's like then I'm over here like literally crying for three days about 64000 because that's way more than I had in my bank account. Mm. So I just remember talking to my dad on the phone and him saying like, because I would always have affirmations on the back of my phone that I would read out loud. And I would read out loud, I am a seven-figure trader. I am a seven-figure trader. And so he was like, why are you crying over 6%? <laughs> he did not go there. He did not go there. He did. He has to remind me. He was like, why are you crying over 6%? And that's once again, you know, it's like because I hadn't even – uh, acquired the I'm a six-figure trader. And I used to say that. I, I used to say I'm a six-figure trader. I'm a six-figure trader. But it's like I just came to realize that the only difference between six and seven is one number. Like it's it's like it's all about belief. It's like so so often we'll say six, we'll say six-figure trader because we've never touched six. 
But then you touch six and you're like, dang, like, okay, I touched it, but like, was it really that hard to touch? So like, why didn't I say seven? It's just, I didn't have the belief level to think I could go straight to seven, you know? So it's like, even the six figure day that I ended up having. So fast forward, I had like dropped a course. I had dropped this community. God had basically, I felt like he put it on my heart to give my course free to all of my high school alumni and all my college alumni. So if like, if I had gone to school with you, which was most of my network, it's free. And I'm like, dang, like, you know, I just, I spent weeks making this course and now I got to give it away for free. And so I do that. But then once again, you know, God, keep, he keeps a tab. Yep. So he's like everything that you did, like I'm going to take care of on the back end. And then September of 2020, um, I took some shorts on EU on a Wednesday and ended up closing out on a Monday morning. But yeah, 103,000 in a day. But I, I also say that to say, like, had I already touched six or seven figures and I, had I maintained that order like I would maintain any other order that would have been 200 plus it would have been like probably 240 mm. so it just goes to show as well like you know it's just levels and stages that you got to constantly be going through and I'm still I'm so glad I closed it out because it's like to even my biggest that was one of the greatest moments of my life because I FaceTime my mom I FaceTime my dad I FaceTime Dante and just to share that with them, people are like, how did you celebrate? Like, did you go pop bottles? Like, I'm like, that was the celebration. Like, like to me, just getting to, to, like, especially my mom being sick and her to know, like, my son, my son is a success. Like, my son said he was going to get into trading. And now look at him, you know. And, like, my dad, same thing. Him being there every day with me, watching me grow as a trader, blowing accounts, him knowing, like, if I was up trading late last night, he'll see I'm sleepy or he'll see I'm upset because I probably blew my shit. He'd be like, last night didn't go so well. And, of course, I'm not one to let him down either. So, like, all of these things, you know, because, you you know, as a trader, when you start to get – start hitting some wins, then, you know, he's ex- just as excited to see my account in the morning as he's like, all right, what, what's it looking like today? And now exactly. I'm like, Dang, I don't even want to show him. My shit's gone. You know? And so <laughs> – him being supportive of that whole thing to then me finally be able to call him and be like, I just did 103 in a day. 